and welcome to Pumpkin Spice Podcast. Happy Halloween. I'm Rob Schulte. I'm Brittany. Hi. Brittany, today's a special episode because we don't have to talk about Chucky. Child's Play. Oh. Yeah. The Chuckster. <laughs> Dale ma und ga. Oh, wait, no. I was, I was trying to do the Chucky chant, but I ended up just doing the chant from uh, Temple of Doom. Ugh, common mistake. Non-English chants. That's okay. That was a wild, wild ride. I was screaming the whole time, and I wasn't even <laughs> directly involved. Yeah, but you have been directly involved in a lot of the bonus episodes, oh, lately, yeah. which is great to have you on the, a public episode, public facing, that yes, is. Yes, that's so true. Welcome uh, to the public. Wow, you got um, uh, mentioned in our uh, 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 Apple Podcasts uh what do you call them? Reviews. Those things we really want people to do all yeah. of the time. Like yeah. more so than me or Graham ever. They're like, you know what? We heard her on an app. Get her on more. <laughs> well, and it's funny because when you told me that, I was like really embarrassed and being like, I immediately reached out to a couple friends and said, how dare you? You're embarrassing me in front of my friends. And they were like, I didn't do that. You're crazy. And I was like, my screen name isn't I heart the news 69. <laughs> Well, that sounds like people that I know. I can't even narrow it down to one person who that possibly could be. And I know it's not my mom because if it was her, it would end with, I miss you, Brittany. <laughs> you can cut that out. Nah, keeping it. I know if it was my mom, she'd probably be like, am I listening to this already? <laughs> Is it working? I don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah. Did I do it right? Is this a prank? Yeah. That's the review. Uh, Brittany, before we get into today's episode, today's episode being special because it is a TV show show, pumpkin spice podcast, super crossover, monster. Mash. Monster mashup. Yes. So we're going to give people a, a, a full on taste of what our uh, new 10 episode series is about. Maybe more if people like it. But before we get into that, Brittany, very important news. What is it? I'm fostering a dog. Yes. Tell me all about it. How's the journey been? You know, I'm a big dog person for all our friends and fans out there. <laughs> I'm a really big dog person. Before we get into to my dog, tell us a little bit about your dog. Oh, there's too much to mention. I was just saying, I'm a big dog person. Start from the beginning. Tell me everything. I'm sorry, Brittany. I'm going to need to know. I, I need to know age, uh, breed, and occupation of dog. <laughs> Quincy is my dog. He is like 15 months old and he is a bodybuilder. <laughs> he lives uh, with well, his parents. He uh, doesn't really have a job. He's job. about to make it. He's going to yeah. be making it any day now. Yes. Yeah. Just help him out this month and he'll, he'll be there for you when you, it comes time for you to retire. <laughs> oh, will he? I hope so. That would be nice. Yeah, I hope so too. My dog is my retirement plan. <laughs> <laughs> You better start getting him on Instagram. Well, at least to pay for his own food, right? Yeah. Anyway, and rent. anyway, go on. Yes, <laughs> I'm fostering a dog that I believe we are going to end up adopting. He didn't have a name because they found him on the street. Street they dog. Oh, yeah. It, I, street dog would have been a good name. We ended up naming him Clive because uh, he's an English bulldog, and I thought that name suited him well. Oh, and apparently, yeah. a lot of people call their dogs Winston. Oh, well, you're like, I'm going to go against the grain. And pick a different British name. I actually got it from Frasier. Uh, Daphne missed a phone call from a guy named Clive. And as you know, 
Daphne's English and Clive was English. I also think think the uh, horror movie creator director Clive Barker goes really well. Oh, and that's for, a dog name you know, and everything. Dog. Absolutely. Clive Barker. I mean, my dog is Quincy, Quincy Bones. Oh, God. We we have killer dog names yeah. in our family. No, no, no. Not killer dog. Like No, no. Use no. a different use a different um adjective. We've got fantastic dog names yes. in our families. <laughs> killer is in fantastic. Should we watch Cujo for this or is that too frightening? I haven't seen it. It's about a killer dog. Oh, Shh. yikes. Clive's asleep and I just woke <laughs> him up when I said killer dog. You don't want to give him any ideas. No, 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 no. He's a sweet, sweet 50 pound English bulldog. Yeah. His tongue's hanging out of his mouth. I think he's half asleep right now. Um, this has been the dog cast. Do, 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 do. I love going Instagram live with him, though, because then I can say I'm going Instagram Clive. Oh, that's clever. I haven't seen I haven't seen that. But um, make sure you give me a heads up before you do that next time. (laughs) Oh, I will. Hey, um, so let's get into today's episode. But can you give people a little bit of a rundown on how we do things on the TV show show? Oh, for sure. I have this rehearsed. Just kidding. I'm completely unprepared. Basically, we go through an episode of a television show, scene by scene, we psychoanalyze it to the death, and we find all of the little blips and things, because I told you I didn't plan this. The blips and beeps Beeps and the dukes and the deaths. Of note, and things of not of note. And then noticing things in the background, being like, what's that? You know? Oh, I had a couple of those for sure on oh, today's episode. Goody gumdrops. It's my favorite. And but but we just kinda have fun with it, but it's very consecutive. So why don't you say we get into our very spooky episode today, season two, episode six of Home Improvement, titled The Haunting of Taylor House. You know what's really uh What's fun about this title is that this month, just the other day, Netflix released their new series of The Haunting of Hill House. So everything's kind of, we're all uh, synchronizing with this, and I swear this wasn't planned. Now, Hulu describes The Haunting of Taylor House as, Brad and Jennifer plan to dress like Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy on Halloween. But she shows up with Danny and is instead dressed like him. Whoa, boring costume. Yeah. After Danny tries to ruin Tim's catacombs of terror, Tim scares him with the help of Al and Wilson. You know the problem with this episode description? Tell me. It just tells you everything yeah. that happens. <laughs> um, it's called a spoiler. Yeah, okay, great. So... Danny gets his comeuppance. Uh, I guess uh, I don't have to watch the app, but we're going to watch it anyway, aren't we? You know we are. Okay, let's hit it. All right, now we've even layer of mortar. It's time to float our brick. So we open on the set of Tool Time in the middle of an episode, as they are wont to do. Oh, it's uh, bringing us right into, what is this, Brick Day? I guess. <laughs> oh, Al's all. Let me just level that out there for you, Tim. Yeah, it's he's like, uh, are you telling me you're a sh- few short? A few bricks short of a <laughs> marble sack? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that phrase is. Whatever it is. But what is going on here? What's the heart of this scene? 
Halloween, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we got some Halloween going on. And as Al leaves, Tim pulls on a mask. Is it scary? And it's a pretty like poor mask. No, it's it's a uh, it's junior high I've saved up my allowance mask. Hey, that was a good $20. Well, sure, but Al's not impressed. Al is like, this is $20 of wasting my time, Tim. Yeah, it's not as if he's on the clock, but go on. So you're paying me to not scare me? Hey, I'll take it. Yeah, there's a little joke here where Tim runs away screaming when he says, when Al says he's Al. Not very funny. Nope, not really. But are we here to dissect the humor? Are we here to dissect the human? Oh, why can't it be both? Oh, it could. Uh, But it's also, I guess, pumpkin carving day along with bricklaying day at tool time. Double whammy. Uh, There's a dude in the front row when they start showing off their pumpkins. Well, when Al specifically shows off his Bob Vila pumpkin that does the Arsenio Hall like, (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Everyone else is just firing away hand claps. But this guy's got the mullet going. He's so happy to be there. But wouldn't you? Well, yeah, I'd be, I would be so excited. <laughs> but Tim doesn't carve normal pumpkins. He likes to make everything harder. More power. He likes everything to have more power and to take more time. That's right. More complicated. Tim puts some kind of explosive device inside of a pumpkin. He's already carved out the shapes, but then, you know, he goes to detonate it and There's a pumpkin explosion, and then Al stands up, and he has pumpkin all over his face. It's just kind of like, why did you dive behind the pumpkin that you knew had explosive device inside of it? Al, there's so many places to hang out, and you decide behind the... I guess it just wouldn't be tool time if there wasn't a little accident joke, which... As we get further along in the TV show show, we we debate on the practicalness of this like are these staged goofs it's almost like we want to believe that they're staged because otherwise it's like i thought al was the smart one but here we are yeah i want this to be more than just tim discovering he's a toxic man (laughs) yeah and so that we charge right into the intro which you know don't you get your dance on a little bit oh yeah earl hinman's just like sitting behind that (laughs) fence uh, that's, uh, I think that's Wilson. His, his name goes by so fast. It just it breezes by. But the, the credits are what the credits will always be for the most part. Uh, a showcase of all of these individuals and Zachary Ty Bryant being the worst actor. <laughs> and this is a couple of seasons in, so uh, it has the map folding up and the, what do you want to do? You want to put the kids <laughs> in the middle? Which isn't in the first season, you know it's a it's a very important thing for me. It is. It's it defines you. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna let people behind what's been going on. We're recording this episode a second time because the first take just didn't go as well as we'd like. And I'm thinking I'm seeing some decorations that uh, weren't there the first time I watched it. Spooky. Well, let's just be clear. The reason why we had to redo this one is because of my technical error. Rob was just being very generous and not calling me out. But here we are. I'm, I'm taking one for the team. You're just a regular Tim Taylor on this episode. 
It's broken, but you're gonna fix it. (laughs) Oh God, does this make me the the Tim of our friendship? Great. Well, I guess it's better than being the uh, meat man. Yes, that is so true. So the family's at home. They're getting ready for a Halloween party. Oh, I noticed. See, I saw the head that was in the microwave and I thought it was the black cat crossing sign that we see now here at uh, minute 514. Wait, you think that there was a head inside of the microwave? There was, I think. Brad's really the one throwing this holiday party. Tell me about it. Well, he's throwing it for his friends and Jill is really getting into grapes and pudding and calling them eyeballs and pus And like slurping up a gummy worm. And Tim's like, hey, here's a joke about you not being able to cook. (laughs) Just slinging those you can't cook jokes. Because Jill is, you know, about to get her doctorate. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, this is still one of the placeholders of her like finding what she wants to be in her career life. You're right. She's uh, she's on her own timeline. Okay, she'll get there. Yeah. Tim is making a haunted house in the basement. And Randy, not Randy, Randy has a very unique costume, but Brad comes downstairs and he's dressed like Raggedy Andy. Blast from the past, am I right? If you are so right. And also it's like, why is a 13 year old boy, he's like 12 or 13, right? Sure. Why is he dressed as Raggedy Andy? It's just, he's too old. When was the last time you even thought about Raggedy Ann? Raggedy <laughs> it's Andy? been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> Brad obviously is not happy with this, uh, but Jill's still helping pin the costume. And Brad, I'm just going to recite some lines here verbatim, okay? Verbatim, verbatim. Verbatim, verbatim. Brad says, I feel like a sissy. Jill says, you're not a sissy. You're going to look so cute together. He's like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Tim goes, Brad, a lot lot of times men do things they don't want to do. So the women they're going out with will do things they don't want to (laughs) do. Like what, Dad? Jill also would like to know. Yeah, like what, Tim? Tim swishes a drink around in his mouth, thinks about it a moment, and pulls himself right out of that hole. Get married. Degrease an inch and shave your back hair. All perfect things I've asked women. What? Anywho, we know what Tim's into. They may not go there on ABC TV, but... We all know. Tim's a, a freak, freaky. Freaky deaky. Freak in the sack. One classic aspect of this scene is that Tim even squeezes in a, I don't think so, Jill. Oh, man. I skipped right over that. The tables have turned. Jill's got to go pick up her costume. She's late. It's going to be spooky. She says it's going to be the spookiest costume ever. Yeah, which also, I don't know many Halloween rentals. I know they exist, but... Is that a thing as an adult? You're like, well, I'm not going to go buy the cheap costume. I better spend $100 for my kid's party. Yeah, well, I agreed because I have some friends that have like really intense costumes, like a friend that has like a banana costume. You know what I mean? Is this Tom Sandoval? How did you know? (laughs) Wait, did he dress up as a banana? No, I just know he goes a little bit too overboard. Typical Tom. That's a Vanderpump Rules reference. Yep. Vanderpumpkin Spice Rules. <laughs> yes. I, I have a friend who has a banana costume, for example, and she wears it. For every occasion. Every occasion to the point where like last week she posted a picture of her wearing it and people are like, banana costume again. <laughs> well, at least she 
paid for and bought it rather than like renting a banana costume multiple times for $200. So Tim's in the backyard talking with Wilson. Whose jack-o'-lantern is him. You know, all of us carving jack-o'-lanterns of ourselves, but also with our physical prop humor. Yes. Tim's a little excited about his party and he wants to tell Wilson all about it. He's borrowing a chain link, like an actual chain link and a meat cleaver. I just can't stop laughing at this stupid ass jack-o'-lantern though. He's got the fence in front of his face and everything. It's so absurd. Like switch to the next scene now. (laughs) So first of all, Tim's like borrowing tools from Wilson, even though they're Halloween props. Seems like all things Tim should have anyway. You're telling me you don't have like a link of chain? (laughs) Like a long ass chain and a cleaver? Anyway. He comes inside, has a joke about having a splitting headache because the cleaver's in his head, and Randy's there in a... Belly shirt! He's wearing a little vest with his belly button poking out, and I'm just like, what's happening? What character from A Thousand and One Nights is Randy? How did the things that I wanted back when I was 10 years old come to life on television? (laughs) Uh, Mark also comes downstairs and he's got probably the creepiest costume. (laughs) Yeah, he's dressed as Tim. His dad. And he's a really, it's just like, shows what a bad actor he is though because he's like, ho, ho, ho. It's just like, what? Like, you're not good. What? You're not Santa Claus. He doesn't even understand. Well, that is actually a crossover. Tim Allen also played Santa. Oh, whoa. Maybe this is deeper than we think. It's too deep. I feel like we've gone too deep. (laughs) Step back, you're dancing kind of close. Oh, wait, no, that's too close. Anyway, that's a song, I think. Yeah, sure. Randy was going to toilet paper and egg and all of these things, and Tim catches catches him and he's like, no, you don't get to do that. Sends the boys on their merry way. But not without a really heavy-handed... Heavy. ...reminder to all the, the 90s parents... He's like, don't go to houses we don't know. Don't eat any candy until we, your parents, have the opportunity to go through it and make sure that it's not razor blades. (laughs) Now have fun in the middle of the dark in our neighborhood without any supervision. Yeah, yeah. That was the 90s were a different time. Also, you know, what's kind of weird. And I know we'll get back to the episode in a second, but because Jill's a carrot now and that's crazy. (laughs) And we will speak on it. But in the meantime, why is it in a lot of movies kids go trick-or-treating at during the day is that like just because it's cheaper and you don't have to light anything has to be right yeah maybe yeah actually now that you mention it all these movies of kids trick-or-treating during the day what well nowadays kids do go trick-or-treating during the day (sighs) i mean just kidding nowadays kids and their cell phones am i right Oh, they're just glued to a screen. You know, a meme my mom shared once said that Steve Jobs wouldn't even have let his kids use a tablet back in his day. How do we know for sure? How do you know? You know, all the smartest people have little memes with quotes against flowered backgrounds. That's right. Or minions. Truly frightening. (laughs) Don't bring minions into this. Leave them out of this. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So Jill's a carrot. 
And all the kids start arriving to the party. We get a bit role from Curtis, who's kind of the annoying kid who shows up one or two episodes until they decide we don't need an Urkel on this show. Yeah, Urkel isn't happening for us. No, Curtis, get out of here. Enjoy the residuals. Brad opens the door and his girlfriend is here. She says, hello, Bradley. Look at my leather daddy hat. (laughs) And it made me feel weird inside. Yeah, because uh, Brad's like, I thought you were going to be Raggedy Ann. And she's like, you made it very clear. You don't want to be with me, blah, blah, blah. Little kid fight. In pops in Sean from Boy Meets World in a leather jacket and a bandana. So apparently, as read in the description earlier, Brad's girlfriend Jennifer came dressed as the boy she's going to the Halloween party as. Yeah, which is weird. I'm like, that's not how it works. Except for like that one year when you dressed up as me and I dressed up as you for <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, but we, we planned that ahead of time. And that was a total accident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa, I had no idea this was supposed to be a surprise. <laughs> so this boy's bad news, right? Like they're going to fill us in with some scenes of Curtis and some other stuff. But what we're supposed to learn here is that Brad's picking a fight with this guy because he's he's with his girl. But really, it's because he's got an attitude. Am I right? Brad's mad at himself. Because he's wearing a yarn wig. Well, true. (laughs) We see that these kids are kind of just all hanging out, chilling. Sean's got a temporary tattoo, I hope. (laughs) Uh, Jill's carrot costume, the zipper's stuck, and she needs Tim's help. He can't get it, and oh no, she's gonna have to go to the bathroom, but she can't get out of her carrot costume. So what do they do? Uh, He gets some WD-40, and in the meantime, Curtis tries to go to the bathroom, and then as Jill's zipper comes undone, she like chases after Curtis (laughs) off screen and pulls him out of the bathroom? She like, like, you can't take a child out of the bathroom. That's so weird. Also, the kids in the downstairs bathroom, you have like your adult parent's toilet upstairs. Yeah, complete with the nice toilet paper. Am I right? Yeah, don't let your, like, your. Also, you're an adult. It doesn't have to get to that level of I have to go to the bathroom before you realize your zipper's stuck. Hey, speak for yourself. Well, I mean, accidents happen. I, <laughs> I've i pooed myself as an adult. It's not hey. something I'm proud of, but it's happened. It's just real life, you know? I mean, it's never happened. I'm perfect in all ways. Yes. So... We're outside with Brad. Brad's still got the wig on for some reason. <gasps> He's sulking, which, like, yes, valid, you know? Yeah, but Brad, you don't have to be in that costume. You are at your house. Uh, We find out that Brad didn't pick Jennifer for kickball. And Tim asks why, and Brad says something like, because I wanted to win? Is that in this scene? He picked a different girl to to be on his team, and he said that she's good and he wanted to win, so that's why he picked that girl. But, you know, don't you find that, like, to be a, a very grave offense? Like, wouldn't you be like, okay, but yeah, yeah, but why wouldn't you pick me? That's terrible. Yeah, just it's also no one gives a shit, man. It'll be the everything you talk about until lunch the next day at school. Yeah, exactly. Tim gives Brad a little lesson that I think was probably uh, at the time like forward thinking, but also still a little bad. He says, tell her. The two words, I understand. 
So if she says that she's upset, say, I understand. And that is kind of valid. But then, you know, he didn't give him any follow up stuff. Or like the idea to like actually understand. (laughs) Hey, we're not in this to like actually make things right. We just want the appearance of making things right. Right. Yep. And this is all leading up to the point where all the kids visit Tim's like what catacombs of horror or whatever they call it. Yes. Yes. Brad has his little discussion. Tim's kind of listening in. And this is where he specifically says, I picked Elaine because I wanted to win. That's right. And and, and Tim's like, (laughs) don't do that. And Jill's like casually like picking up trash the slowest as humanly possible behind them and I'm not sure if she was supposed to be listening in or just an extra in the background (laughs) and they make up she apologizes for not coming as raggedy Ann and he's like yeah you're not as sorry as I am and so she puts her leather daddy hat on him and make him feel better and we finally get to the what are the 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 amouge bouche the what we've all been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know the right word, but I, I think you're about to get there. I was going to say accoutrement, but I think that's just like um, side things. And a mouche bouche is probably like a dip. So <laughs> anyway, they've changed the basement to a haunted house. And the kids are all playing along. They love having fun. Jill's being like, oh, spooky. I left something down here. Blah, blah, blah. And all the kids get to the bottom of the steps And then everyone's just like watching from the stairs. Yeah, a little bit um, unrealistic. Oh, Sean wants to let everyone know that this is totally lame and that he came to this party to shit on everything. Specifically Tim the Toolman Taylor. I mean, I can't even understand why you would like as a child come to an adult's house and be like, yeah, you mess everything up on your TV show. What is this? Full time? I've seen your show that airs while I'm at school. Yeah, my absent dad apparently watches it. He yeah. he doesn't have custody of me. Wait, is this actually Sean from Boy Meets World? Oh, I don't think so, but I just thought no. I would, um, you know, crossover. You know how we feel about crossovers. Oh, I think they can, they can live in this world. Uh, all the kids get, like, frightened of Tim as a, like, Grandma Frankenstein monster character. Is this his, like, version of Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah. <laughs> yes. They're living a lot of dreams here. Yeah, all of these things can coexist in the same universe. All of the other kids run off screaming, purely a mechanism, because it wasn't that frightening. And they save the best trick for last, where they show... Sean from Boy Meets World, a tool chest that has Al's head under a bucket and he gets frightened, but doesn't like, here's the thing about these sort of things. Like they concoct it on television so that like someone would actually be scared about one of these things. And the domino effect is they see Al's like severed head with werewolf fangs. He growls at him and then Mark is dressed up as a headless owl, owl, not owl, as if he's missing his head on a kid's body. And then Wilson is a mummy attached to like wires that can fly in a basement. 
So first of all, this kid wouldn't believe there's a severed head. Okay, you get spooked like a jump scare, but then all of these domino effects are like things that would pull this kid out of it, not scare him more. Well, wait one second, though. Well, hang hang on one sec, mister. (laughs) No, I'm saying all of these things, all of your points, very valid, except for that's the thing at the very end. And it kind of was like, um, you're not allowed to do that is Wilson. He wraps his arms around Sean's neck. I'm like, you're not allowed to grab children like that. And so I'm like, Wilson, that's like a felony probs. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. The funny thing that they try and throw on the end of this is that Al's afraid of spiders and no one will let Al out of the case. And then a tarantula is crawling across the case and Al can't get to it. A tarantula in Detroit. (laughs) There's Buzz from Home Alone living in this apartment. Well, crossovers abound, so you never know. And then there's uh, some bloopers at the end, right? Yeah, you know how I feel about a good blooper. These aren't good bloopers, but, you know. It's just kind of boring chuckles. Yes. And then, does Heidi say something? Yes. At the very end, Heidi says, boo, really sexy. And it's just kind of like, was that the only part that they gave her the whole time? Like, she didn't appear in this episode. Yeah, just contractually obligated to have one line per episode. Yeah, if if the word boo could be considered an entire line, I guess it could. Boo. You got me straight tripping, boo. That was in that movie with Eugene Levy and Queen Latifah. Hilarious. Oh, gosh. What a throwback. Brittany, I, I think this has been a wonderful Halloween episode of Pumpkin Spice Podcast. I enjoyed it. And we'll be coming back. I think I made some rules when we recorded this the first time that we're going to just be doing Patreon episodes until next season. We'll throw some fun bonus ones out there. And once a month, one of the Patreon episodes will go live. So... Those who can't afford $5 a month, you'll still get a a fix, and we really appreciate you listening. Okay, well, Brittany, we have TV show show coming up soon. We just recorded that trailer, so that's going to be dropping. Uh, People are going to look for that. That'll be public-facing, so, you know, if you really need Brittany and I, and you really don't have $5 a month, don't worry, because if you don't see that it's coming out, we're going to also put episode one into this pumpkin spice feed. So you're welcome. Yeah, I also think last time we recorded, we came up with nicknames for our listeners. Do you remember? Oh, 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 it was uh, Pumpkies. Pumpkies. <laughs> so all these Pumpkies better uh, keep their ear to the ground because this is going to be a fun, fun season coming up soon. Oh, yeah. All right, Brittany, I'll talk to you later. Hey, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I got to take Clive for a walk. All right, well, enjoy. Keep it spooky. Bye. Bye. Thank you.